Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! You know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Clobbering time. Welcome to High Stick and Super Kicks Podcast, Robin Dave. Hello. Howdy doodles. What are we on? What episode are we in? We're on 46. 40 something. Just think, like, over a year. Yeah. And we've done almost a show a week. Yeah, we have, we're missing we, about, yeah, we're we, missing we a 10 shows. Some, yeah, about 10 shows. Yeah. Oh. Some people, some people have lives. So I mean, what do you want? No. The holidays, <laughs> weekends. <laughs> There's a lot of PTO on this show, you know. <laughs> We're having tryouts for other people. No, oh no. See, I was going business. I was, you know, PTO, pay time off. <sighs> if you were getting paid. Hsskpod.com, social media, and our uh, places you could download our show. Thank you very much for all the downloads. Greatly appreciated. Tell your friends. That whole shtick. So we got a lot of, uh, not a lot of stuff on the plate, but a lot of stuff on the plate. Uh, we were going to go through uh, another round of um, Hollywood. that Rob didn't see. Hollywood storylines. Yes, that I didn't see. We're at 0 for 6, right? Yeah, probably going to go 0 for 12. Or 0 for 11. Let's just go 0 for 12, okay? Let's, <laughs> let's, let's aim high. <laughs> Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about a crease to crease. Oh, um, devil's segment. So if, yeah. you wanna, if you don't care about the devils, feel free to fast forward a little bit further. And for those who like wrestling, just wait for the uh, update. The little timer over there says when the wrestling thing starts. We still appreciate the download. So today on Crease to Crease, we're uh, going to talk about rookies who might be on the outside looking in. The bubbles. Just because of the upgrade in talent up front that we... The Devils, not we, but the Devils have added this year. Right. Um, I think that if we didn't add uh, Gusev and Wayne Simmons, that at least two of the five, oh. two, Mr. Simpson, uh, two of the five guys are going to be. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> two of these five guys would have uh, been. Five guys? No, nah, I'm mm, hungry. Ugh. Sponsored by. Would have been in, yeah. This this crease to crease segment is brought to you by Five Guys. These are five guys who might be playing in the minors or somewhere else this year. Five Guys, delicious porn. What? <laughs> See, because we can't get sued then. Yes, All right. Please. So, um, it, it's, well, 
you say if Wayne Simmons wasn't Wayne Simmons, wasn't Gusev, uh that's pretty much it. But it also speaks to the fact that we have these these five players on the, potentially six players on this list. Um, perhaps that's an indication of what management thinks of them. They're perhaps either not ready, they were overhyped, underhyped. Right. Well, our first one yeah. was our first round pick. Shit, what, two years ago? Yeah. Last year was Hughes. Then it was Smith. So three years ago, three. Michael McLeod. He was in the uh, uh, Heesher draft? No. It was before the Heesher draft. Then he was before the Heesher draft, yeah. So he's going on foe. Yeah, this is his. This is his year. Show it, yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, if they decide to move Pavel Zaka to wing, McLeod might have a fighting chance as the fourth line center. I don't think that is what's best for his development. He is a kind of Travis Zajac clone, baby clone. Baby clone, right. In the sense that if you put him with scorers, he'll be a scorer. If you put him with shutdown guys, he'll be a shutdown guy. Um, But for his development, is him playing eight minutes a night in the NHL, you know, going to help his development? Or is it better for him to play meaningful 15 to 20 minutes in the AHL power play time, penalty kill time, where he can finally develop once we decide to move on from Travis Ajak to him. To fill into that role. The other part, too, is is he going to, with this AHL time, I mean, I know, what, he was injured last year or maybe the year before, too. So he, he, played, he, he played a solid, what, like maybe I'd say 10, 12 games last year for the Devils, and I think he had, like, an assist. So you figure you don't want him turning into another Quinville where he's an AHL superstar and it just doesn't fit right. into I mean, the NHL. But you know, I, I give Ray credit. I mean, not too many of his, his draft picks have been flops um, in in the grand scheme of things. I mean, he's hit – I mean, not hit a home run on everyone, but he's hit enough decent doubles, to triples perhaps to – Last year, supplementary team. Last year, he played, and this is the eighteen nineteen season. He played mm-hmm. twenty one games at the Devils. He had three assists. He was a minus eight. Uh, in the AHL, he played fifty five games. He had six goals, twenty seven assists, thirty three points. So, not finding his scoring touch, he's got the passing touch, which, which... is again. But if you look at his statistics, mm-hmm. he was never really even in juniors. He never scored more than twenty seven goals. So. He put up some decent assists. Um, his first year in juniors, he put up 12 and 17. His second year, he put up 21 and 40, which was his draft year, his big year. Um, the year after that, he put up 27 goals and 46 assists. That was his most explosive output. And then his final year of juniors, he only played 38 games, but he had 44 points. So obviously he dominated his up up and comings, and now he's just trying to find his game with the big boys. Right. Uh, the next player I have on our list is Mikhail Maltsev, first year rookie coming into North America. Um, some of the podcasts you listen to, they have him actually penciled in as our fourth line winger. He. You know, years of pro give him a little bit of an edge over some of the the guys we're going to talk about. But if he could beat out, you know, uh, Joey Anderson or Boquist 
or McLeod or Hayden, if he could beat out these guys, he's he might get that fourth line, you know, time with I would assume at this moment Zaka and and Wood. Uh Maltsef, to give you a little bit of statistical background. We'll just do. See, I I totally forget that this kid was drafted. He wasn't signed as like a yeah a, a free agent. He played in the KHL last year. He only played thirteen games. He had two assists, a goal and an assist. Um, the year before that, he played in the KHL. He's played in the KHL pretty much from two thousand seventeen. Um, he had five assists, so he's not really a big scorer per se. So it's a skill set that apparently management is. I mean, maybe he is the perfect kind of fit for our fourth line. He's 6'3", 200 pounds. He's 21 years old. So he is a big boy. And maybe that is exactly what we kind of need. And it'd be good to see him learn from Simmons if he does. Yeah, to model an NHL game after after somebody. That's good. Uh, Our number three here, we have John Hayden. He came over from Chicago. Uh, he's a he's got a little he's got a lot of grit to him, but he also has a flash of offense. Um, How many spots do we technically have open to fill out a roster? Three, maybe. I mean, again, this is saying Zaka signs. Yes, one. Really, just one? The fourth line, yeah. At this moment, the fourth line is for forwards. Fourth line in our defense, we have eight defensemen that are, if you count Ty Smith. Uh, we have eight defensemen. Seven of the eight are on one-way contracts. So you just, I mean, look at looking over this list and just seeing how management has dealt with players of, of that, I'll say lower ilk. Everybody's kind of got to beat Hayden out for the spot. Yeah. It's almost like because they've brought in um, Stafford. They've brought in, you know, like the Boyles and, and, and all that kind of stuff in the past. For one spot, Ooh. he's and he's just as he's just as big as Maltsev is. He's six three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's a righty, which is always a plus. Uh, he's twenty four years old, so he's got a couple of years on him. Uh, to give you his stats, last year he played fifty four games with the Chicago Blackhawks. He had three goals, two assists. He was a minus twelve, and he had. 27 minutes and penalties. Again, you look at his statistics other than one year at Yale. Yale? Yeah, apparently he's a smart guy. Smart kid. Guy. Uh, Let's see. One, two, three. And he graduated from Yale, so or at least he was there for four years. He had 34 points. See, one thing I always hate about statistics, uh, just in general, is that whole plus minus. Plus minus is a big stat, though. But... It's look, if you're doing a line change and your skate hits the ice and the team scores, you get I think I've bitched about it on the podcast before, but you get you get a knock on you and you weren't even in the play. But you were on the ice. It's but, okay, but, but it, it also works on the other side. <laughs> More so for defensemen. I make a headman pass to Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. You know, I made the pass to him. Now it's time for me to change. I step off of the ice, Taylor Hall goes down, rifles one top shelf. And fucking Micro Mueller steps on the ice. He gets my plus. 
Right. That, but that's what, that's what I mean. Like the plus minus thing is just that. But whatever. I mean, statistically, what he hopefully he brings, I guess, perhaps that edge yeah, I to think his him, game, and that's what that's what character character is probably what they're they're looking for. And and I think all of these guys bring something different. So McLeod is one of those guys where if he gets caught, let's say Zay Jack gets hurt, or or more to the point, let's say Nico or Hughes gets hurt, God mm-hmm. forbid. Zajac moves up. Pump him up, yeah. McLeod takes Zajac's spot, or Zaka takes it. That's the way those movable parts are. Mm-hmm. Um, if Hayden makes the team and he gets hurt, you bring in a Maltsev to fill the same kind of role that he has. The next guy I have is Joey Anderson. He had a cup of coffee last year with us, broke his foot. But you know what? That cup was really hot at the beginning. Yeah. He came in. He was, and then it he was broke good. His foot. And then he broke his foot and lost all the whole, all the momentum in his. In his. Uh... If I had to guess, he is the first call up. If someone gets hurt, okay. Um, he probably wouldn't be in the opening day lineup. I Either... think like a guy for like Joey Anderson or even Mikey McLeod, it you need that certain minutes. Right, and if you're just not going to get it, you're going to be the healthy scratch. It doesn't matter. Just right. let him play and bing. Maybe a, a season with him and McLeod together, playing together, gives us a nice little Madden Pandolfo ish sure. kind of of mix to it. Because the management has always said they want chemistry. They want two guys that are solid, you know, chemically on the ice. So. And is he going to be ready for prime time? I don't expect, and we'll we'll look at. Joey Anderson's uh, stats here. I know he played four years in college, but he's 21 years old. He's a righty. He's 5'11", so he's a little bit short, 190 pounds. Uh, He played for the national development team a bunch. He played for the University of Duluth, was an average scorer. Uh, The most points he's ever scored was for the USA development team before he went to college. He had 57 points his first year in college. He had 12 goals, 25 assists, 37 points in 39 games. And his second year, I don't think he finished all four years. His second year, he had 36 games, 11 goals, 16 assists, 27 points. Uh, So he's got it. I mean, he... He's played 30, last year he played 34 games for the Devils. He had four goals, three assists. He was a minus seven. Pretty much everybody on the Devils was a minus last year. And then for Binghamton, he only played 13 games. He had two goals, four assists for six points. So For Joey Anderson, it's it's again, it's, it's like a hype player. He must bring something else other than whatever it is. I, and then the injury killed him. Just yeah. straight up killed him. His whole confidence and everything else. After he came back, he just he was never that same player before breaking his foot that he was after. I picture him almost as <clears throat> being a, a, a kind of Zuberus like player. Mm-hmm. I say that I said I've said that multiple times. Like Zuberus could have played on the first line if someone was hurt. I mean, not long term, but yeah, spot yeah. spot duty. Or he could play on the fourth line. He could play on the power play. He could play on the penalty kill. And I picture Joey Anderson being one of those guys that's the middle nine. He's not going to be your – if he's on your first line wing. You have a, you have a, you, what, it was last season because we had right, a huge – We had issues. Yeah. And I honestly think that depth now is, is what I think Shiro has worked on this season. Yeah. And we talked about it before we went on air. If you look at 
everybody that the Devils currently have signed and are going on cap friendly. There's a spot for you um, on cap friendly. And you look at our AHL. There's only six guys that are not on their entry level contract. Both goalies. There's three defensemen that are not on their entry level contracts and two forwards. Everybody else is on their entry level contract. Depth. Is, is now a, a surplus for this team. Thank you for the multitude of draft picks two out of three years. And our number one, uh, I have player who might be look, rookie that might be looking on the outside is Jesper Boquist. If we didn't sign Simmons and we didn't sign Gusev, he <laughs> makes the team. He is, well, to look up his stats again, uh, he's, if, unless he makes the NHL, he can't go to Binghamton. Right, he has to go he back to He has to go Sweden. back because he's already signed a contract with Sweden. Once he is there... Um, I think we discussed it last week. I don't... I, he can't come back. Yeah, it's got to be uh, ni- uh, 2021 before he can be on yeah, an NHL I'm not team. sure about the playoffs, though. Like, if their yeah. season is over and his contract is done, can he come over? I, I don't know that. Yeah, but it's one of those things. Uh, Jesper Boquist... Number 90, if you've been looking on uh, the NHL rookie <laughs> showcase, everyone's flipping out. What's he wearing nine for? It's 90. Look, look, at, look, look at the other side of the sleeve. There's a zero. Yeah, you couldn't see it. They had one picture of uh, him and his brother. Right. His brother plays for Chicago, standing next to each other, and all you could see. He's a lefty. He's 20 years old. He's six foot. He's 180 pounds, so he probably wants to put on about five or six pounds. Um He's on his entry-level deal. We'll just look at the last uh, two years. He played in Sweden. His first year, he, put, he had 16 games with the, the big team. He had six assists. This is him, so you figure, what, three years ago? Mm-hmm. So this is him as a 17-year-old. Um, the year after that, 2018, he played 23 games. He had three goals, 10 assists. Last year, so... This is him as a 19-year-old, again, playing on the same team, Bernus, I think it is, uh, in the Swedish league. He played 51 games, 13 goals, 22 assists, 35 points. He was a plus six, and he only had 14 minutes in penalties. So so if you look at your, your, your top five list here, if you go strictly on talent. He's the most talented. Yes. But do you want to put him on that fourth line? Which, don't get me wrong, Pavel Zaka, talented, hasn't lived up to his potential. Miles Wood, fast, has shown that he could score 20 goals. If you want to roll four lines of probable scoring. Right, you don't want to think of you're just having three lines and a rough-you-up line. You want to roll four lines. Boquist being on that fourth line gives you that no matter who you put out there, goals are coming. Right idea, which look in, in today's NHL, I think you you need it. You mentioned before about Joey Anderson about his um, height and weight and all that kind of stuff. In today's NHL, the fact that you say that he's a little short in stature, um, I don't know if that necessarily matters. You have to bring something else to the yeah. table, though. Like you have to you have to be a you have to either hit or you have to be fast or you have to be smart. Which I. Of all the players, I mean, I haven't watched Boquist enough or Maltsev. Of all the players on this list, and 
I have an extra player who might get pushed out of the lineup or might stay in it, and that's Kevin Rooney. Um, my guess is he starts off in that fourth-line role. Mm. Um, of all the players on this list, Joey Anderson and my that I've seen play, Joey Anderson is the smartest. He really does remind me of a Pandolfo-like player. Okay. He's going to block shots. He's going to be smart in a defensive zone. He's going to know his limitations in the offensive zone. He's not going to try to beat somebody, you know, one-on-one. He's going to chip it around you and go chase the puck and cycle it out. Uh, Boquist seems like the most offensively gifted player now, on this list. How many? How much of the development camp games did you really watch? I watched two of them. Do you recall? I mean, focus standing out. That or Maltsev. Like, do you remember seeing Maltsev as being like a standout? The the ones that stood out the most was Boquist, obviously Hughes. Um, Boquist stood out the most, and the Papa Nagini guy. Mm-hmm. Those two stood out the most. But uh, the Papa Nagini guy, Nikita Papa Deginov, whatever the hell his name is. He stood out because he's enormous. <laughs> Literally stood out. He's enormous, out. and he moves really well for a guy that big. I mean, if you picture, if you need a, a visual. No, he's not Chara size, but if you want to picture somebody, picture like Brett Burns, even though he's a defenseman, that big, but then you go, man, that guy can move okay. for somebody that's six foot four or taller. I'll tell you exactly how big. Man, that means if I learn how to skate, I can be like... Yeah, you're going to learn now at 40. Yeah, <laughs> why not? He's not even on the list. He's not even on the the list for... Uh, Potentials? Or on the list of... On cap friendly. So maybe, he, so maybe he hasn't signed anything. He's just... Um, we have the rights, I guess they, you like to call it. You have the rights to the player itself. Right. And Kevin Rooney is the guy that I think will be in the lineup... But he could easily get pushed out if the Devils decide to keep Boquist. If if you ask me, Kevin Rooney makes it. And because he can play center or the wing. You have that flexibility too, yeah. yeah. But, and, and and then again, we, we absolutely don't know um, what the Pavel Zaka situation is. Does, does he stand firm at too much money and too long of a term to, to for for a year to go, I, I, I don't care. And just say, all right, sit your ass out. Be, you know, you yeah. think you think Balls you want, in our court. You want, Bar- you want Marner money? That's fine. We'll get one of these kids to play a role and, and, and go and, and, you know. If Pavel Zaka is looking for <laughs> Mitch, Marner <laughs> money, Mitch Marner money, he should fire his agent immediately. Uh-huh. Look, we all know agents run the world. I'm just saying that, you know, if you're sitting there jokingly, you go, you know, you're, if you're looking for Mitch Marner money, we have five rookies here that can take your spot four and a half if you really want to call john hayden rookie i don't know but um it's a good thing to have obviously they've always said competition is what they want now they have young competition we're not bringing in drew stafford to damn to push he probably shows up anyway oh yeah prime to pto yeah and it would be embarrassing if he beats out rooney mcleod maltev hayden anderson and boquist (laughs) and i don't think he's willing to uh to take a minor league deal no. Or oh, absolutely not. Deal. Not not in his no. He's he's a, he's a fourth to pushing it a third liner to on a, on an NHL contract and Cashola. It's yeah. it's it's a good thing to to have. We're now what? We're 
kick knocking on the door on September. Yeah, thirty. I think it's thirty something days. Yeah, thirty. Well, thirty six, thirty five, something like that. But still, it's getting there. Camp's opening soon, folks. It's all exciting. The, all the happiness in in your lives because hockey's starting again. It does. Um, yeah. I got an email the other day if I wanted to switch seats. Uh, I think the first two seats in our row are oh, not sure, dude. Are open now. Oh, cool. So. You know. Maybe maybe uh, your partner will want to come back so he does so they don't have to hop over. You you're the partner here. You want to yeah. come back? I didn't want to bring up split. names though. You want to you want to no. split up tickets? No. You got your <laughs> ticket for opening night yet? No. You gonna? No, because knock on wood. Hopefully, I'll be in Florida. <laughs> Son of a. Do you know who loves Florida? Russians. You know what Russian loves Florida the most right now? Like Georgia, Florida lines? Mm-hmm. No. Oh. Evgeny Kuznetsov because he. Uh... Oh boy. As we. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Evgeny Kuznetsov has been suspended four years by the International Ice Hockey Federation for <laughs> failing a drug test where cocaine has come up oh co co fucking cane huh yeah little white lines yeah and you remember at the end of the season sorry eric clapton um (laughs) we don't own the rights to that song what song i didn't hear a song i think i only played it for 30 seconds but uh kuznetsev if you remember at the end of the season the, the video came out of him in a hotel room and if I recall, didn't he say, um, you know, once I knew the situation turned bad, I just ran right out of that room. I, I didn't want to be part of it anymore. Right. But according to Spitting, <laughs> spitting Chicklets, um, the but, Washington Capitals investigated that video and uh-huh. found out that that video wasn't in the off season. It was in the season when they were playing in Vegas during the regular season. Ouch. Stupid, so, stupid, stupid tags <laughs> but on the other side like the nhl it's not one of those substances that they consider to be performance enhancing and not to pump the tires of another podcast but they asked ryan whitney and and paul bissonette like if you did cocaine wouldn't it be like you'd be so like amped up amped and stuff up, it's... and both of them like said it with experience <laughs> not in <laughs> trying to say that they have but both of them were like You'd be so amped up that the puck would like bounce off your stick. You'd be chewing through your fucking mouth guard. So it'd be a a negative for that. Yeah, they were saying no, but like I guess it would depend on the type of player you are. Because there's epic stories of Bob Probert like going to the locker room after a shift and and uh, then coming back and people like scared to fight him because he's all fucking amped up, amped up, brother. so <laughs> yeah this is a strange strange twist and turn of a story that that an international league bans you for four years for doing coke and then he has to turn around obviously and 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 do his perp walk has a meeting allegedly with the commissioner and you don't know how that's going to turn out well they can't do anything per the collective bargaining agreement the league can't do anything other than uh i don't want to say force him 
but kind of. Well, didn't he already say he's going into some type of yeah, uh, rehabilitation yeah, yeah. type that's, of stuff? So that's that's enough. spin control. Sure. And he's going to have to take drug tests more frequently. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's nothing they can do. But the IIHF also has like Sudafed banned. It's a, it's a it's a extreme. I'm not comparing fucking cocaine. No, to but but it's an extreme one thing and the other. Cocaine is a hard fucking drug. Sudafed is you have congestion. But they they call that a performance enhancing because it does. First of all, a well, lot breathing, of Sudafed, yes. and a lot of Sudafed is just fucking like sugar, right? That gets you like, oh look, I can breathe now, you know. So if you, I mean, I used to take Sudafed before games because it would a it would kind of clear you up a little bit and it'd give you that extra and then i moved on to fucking what's the the diet pill one they used to have oh i was gonna say yeah i took ephedrine and i was fucking just like i could have pushed the zamboni around the ice (laughs) and then i would try to go to sleep at like one o'clock in the morning and my eyes are like fucking couldn't, springs couldn't couldn't just pound some jolt cola no no i don't do that stuff i take it i like the How good about stuff four loco no four loco wasn't was, around yeah that wasn't yeah. around yeah yeah we could, we could do a spinoff mm-hmm. on, on something else about what replacements for cocaine can you take <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to see a list in a list in english not because he's russian but in english uh, of what you know like things are are banned substances like I don't want to see like acetaminophen. I, I want to see like Tylenol, or Sudafed. You know. I'm sure like we could look that up. Ah, why? <laughs> why for now? That's crazy. That that little video, which everyone was like, ah, okay, whatever, just blew, no pun intended, up in his face. Yep, literally. Maybe and they they made a joke also on spitting chicklets. Like maybe he was doing the Birdman because mm. he was flying high. <laughs> flying high, yeah. Speaking of not flying anywhere, uh, there's nothing new on Mitch Marner or any of the... Outside of him. Did did he sign his no. overseas thing yet? Or was that just fluff talk? And I think he's going to... Sh- I think he's going to stay here until preseason's over. It It is... I mean, what was the latest that came out? I... Uh, I, like, I don't even know anymore. Like you have to figure from, unless there is some kind of backdoor deal where it's like, guess what? Your name to paper happens September third at four twenty-seven in the afternoon. I don't know if you're Toronto. What do you do? Well, did I send you that cartoon picture that's been yes. floating the internet yes. where it's supposed to be? It's a guy in a number sixteen jersey. I'm assuming supposed to be Mitch Marner with the. Huge nose for some reason. Uh, And it's him reaching for a briefcase from Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan, which looks awesome. And it says Mitch Marner's got the talk bubble and it says, is this 13 million per for eight years? And Kyle Dubas says, no, it's a suitcase. And Brendan Shanahan says to pack your shit and get out of here. (laughs) It's got to come to a certain point. I mean, you, you have, you have holes in your roster. You have plans that you need to get done before like camp opens up, and this is just strangling you. It is strangling the league. Yeah, it's holding up everybody else. 
and I don't see what team could even trade for him other than us. If if you you know how I was on this Marner kick, I'm now off the Marner kick because it sounds like he's being a stubborn, stubborn child about this. It it seems like he's being the millennial Lindros. It's like, listen, you want a short-term deal because you want more money later. How about this? Sign your deal now, right? And if you are that good, you get endorsements. It's freaking Toronto, yeah, for it, God's sake. He's going to get the endorsements regardless. That's one of the selling points that people use for Toronto. Like, oh, you're going to get these endorsements. But he would get those endorsements regardless. It's Canada. You know, it's it's it just boggles my mind how and it's gotten this far where they to, if Toronto learned anything from last year. Right. This should have been done by now. And if it's not done, you pick up the phone call and goes, who wants Mitch Marner? Raise your hand and let's talk. But everybody's going to say before I make any trade, I want to be able to negotiate Correct. some sort of as something. Because then you hear news about Patrick Line and I read a tweet online about him looking for a bridge deal and that. At some point before Gusev was traded for, the Devils sniffed around trying to figure out, you know, what's what's the whole take? What are you looking for? Just getting your, you know, ducks in a row. And obviously they went after Gusev. But I wouldn't mind Line A on a bridge deal if he took a three-year deal right. at six and a half. Are you still at a point where if you want Line A, it's for, for Hall? One for one. Because I'm pretty sure I could get Patrick Line for a half a million or a million more than I'm paying Taylor Hall right now. Like, Patrick Line really can't come in and say, I want nine and a half or ten million dollars. If he says, I want nine and a half, ten million dollars, I say, Yes, right. I, I'm no longer in negotiations I'd, with your camp. <laughs> I'd rather pay Taylor Hall that money. Yeah. Speaking of spoiled brats. <laughs> this whole like little NHL news thing is a bunch of just spoiled brats. Bunch of little bitches. Uh, Yessi Pugliarvi uh, signs overseas and essentially just says, uh, uh, fucketh you with to uh, uh, the Edmonton organization. Um, signing overseas for a year. Um, he has an out clause by December 1st. Uh, word out of um, Edmonton is that they're now looking for a, a, a top nine and a pick. Um, and apparently it's dropped a little bit since that, I think that initial news came out. So we'll give you Miles Wood. Yeah. And, and a fifth round pick. And a fifth round pick. What the hell? I mean, is he an upgrade? I don't know. And then you have to start worrying about things. See, it, there, it was a conversation on on, on Facebook that on a on a hockey thing uh, that I followed. They were mentioning it, and I say, at this point, there's a new GM and there's a new head coach. So literally, you have no, you don't have any gripes anymore. So who's left? Ownership ownership is there, and then somebody responded basically back. Maybe it's just him, which I agree. Or maybe it, it's his teammates. Maybe he just he feels as being a number four overall pick. He should get more respect from your Ryan Nugent Hopkins, your McDavid's. Well, like we um, reported recently, when players are coming out saying, "Hey, coach, put put him on put him on a different line. I can't play with this man." Like, is that your Canadian accent? You're doing I, impressions now. Uh huh. 
I'm working on it here to implement them there, you know. I'm the only one left that doesn't have one. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, who who would – obviously, you take this kid in and you go, you got one, you got one year oh, to – and it's, and it's like pennies. But see, Holland's an idiot. If he did come out and say what we're looking wants. for – he's an idiot because let's say – Pooley RV goes and plays in wherever the fuck he's playing. I think he's playing in Finland or whatever. He goes and plays in Finland and lights it up. His value goes up. And now Holland's like, oh, now I want, you yeah, know. And, and then everybody's going to be like, but I want a top six and yeah, two a picks pick now. Yeah. or two picks. We're like, fuck you, dude. I offered you this last time. Take a yeah. walk. Uh-huh. Speaking of taking a walk. Segways for days. Scott Gomez is uh, leaving the Islanders coaching staff. It wasn't like he was fired or anything. Just decided to call it a day. How do you? What, I want What happened there? I want to say he was offered an AHL gig instead of the NHL gig, or he's offered like a college gig or a junior team. I don't think it would be a junior. He's an American, but he's going to be offered something. Like you're going to hear. I would say in the next year, like, we want you to be part of this. Like, much more than a assistant coach that deals with the power, power play. play. Like, maybe Head Scott coach. Gomez has something to do. Maybe he goes to Seattle. You know, I mean. But let's throw the rumors out now. He's a former devil. He's not coming back to us. We Sorry. Already, we already have a. If if he's leaving the Islanders with Lou Lamarillo and that fucking that direct subway route from <laughs> the island to New Jersey, yeah, I know. And look, I made a joke about it on Twitter, but th- there's I, that whole pipeline of oh, we want former Devils back kind of thing. That that pipeline is shut. That pipeline got diverted to Long Island, so that's where it goes now. Like yeah. Shiro is not the. I want to bring back um, John Madden for something, although he may help somewhere. I don't know, but I mean, they they was did they hire Breland after Shiro, or was he already in there with Lou? I forget. I think he was in there with Lou. So that and he's the only real like tie, you know, to to that, and he's stuck. So that's a good thing. But you're not going to see like a John Madden, I don't think, come back or Gomez come back to do coaching staff and get that whole nostalgia. Yeah, the only one, a position. The only one I would even think that the Devils would oh, Stevens, is right. Stevens yeah. is considered Stevens or Niedermeyer. If they could get Niedermeyer, who he has some sort of development coach job with Anaheim, but if he decided to go more, I'll be your full time coach. coach. I would jump, but he's not going to leave. Why the fuck would you leave Anaheim to come to New Jersey, <laughs> Newark? Hey, look, home of the VMAs. Can we talk about the VMAs a little bit? Because there was, it was a, a Devils referenced. It, no, it was more than a Devils referenced VMA. It was a New Jersey referenced VA, VNA. But yeah, we can talk lot. about it for a little bit. We'll, we'll talk about it somewhere else. But but PK Subban was one of the presenters. Yes. Or introducer introduction people. Him and Lindsey Vaughn, who they recently just got engaged. Congratulations, Subanator. Yeah, and he comes out. You know. And I'm sure all of those MTV kids knew exactly who he was. Well, everybody was was waving towels in the front first, like, five, six rows. So they were all Devils fans, right? Sure they were. Yeah, sure. Sure they were. (laughs) I'm sure those 17-year-olds know. Waiting 
waiting for fucking Lizzo to come out in her bikini. Who? That's how. That's another show. But how I know I'm old, where I didn't know anybody that was I on know, the fucking stage I until know. Missy Elliott came out. Um, and, and 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 at that point, is, is that was Missy Elliott? And I was like, yeah, damn. Jesus Christ! Fucking two thirds of the people left. Um, that was a big garbage bag then, huh? <laughs> anyway, she wasn't yes. talking about working out. Work it. Um, so yeah, so 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 Suban comes out and Lindsey Vaughn says, you know, it's great to be here in New Jersey. Hope to bring a cup back home here real soon. PK leans in and goes, great to be here in Newark. Let's go Devils and screams, let's go Devils into yeah. the mic. And then again, it's MTV, so you don't know how much is fucking piped in piped sound, in, yeah. but. Roof blew off. Let me tell you about the production value. If they can pull that off in Newark, <laughs> the Devils have to step up their game. <laughs> the TV wasn't enough. Holy there. shit. Like, the, the, some of the things that they were doing with the screens, yeah. and I get it. it. MTV, and I said it to my wife. I said, MTV's production value is amazing. But if they're doing this in our building, there's no excuse why we can't Figure up our production to, value. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hockey. Versus, former versus, devil versus music. Also, two former devils retired. Yes, uh, goaltender Mike McKenna, and um, there was it, no relation out, out of the. Why well, your name's not Mike? Yeah, my um, brother was, <laughs> and he's a goalie. Oh, Jesus Christ! No, he wasn't. So um, the way he did it was okay. Um, it's weird. We you know what players do. You can tell every freaking player has an iPhone out. Why? Because they use the Notepad app to say their goodbyes yeah well that and if you're going to tweet it you only have x uh, amount of things 140 or whatever characters yeah so you just put up a picture so mike mckenna journeyman he played for the devils and when i say he played for the devils i mean briefly i think it was he, made, a, he might have smelled coffee beans and i think that was probably about no it. he played in a couple of games it was the year that Brodeur's elbow kind of popped out and Scott Clemenson took us on that like run. Mm, yes, yes. And Mike McKenna, I believe, was like the backup goalie at that time. Uh, but good for him. He was a journeyman. He played on like almost every team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, also, other former Devil from last year, Ben Lovejoy, Reverend Lovejoy retired. Did you see his? Yeah, he picture? Qu- he quoted somebody's retirement thing and yeah from the office yeah because if you watch the office when no. michael scott started his own paper company yes he had a quote on the board in this little closet that he had in the office and it says you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take and it said wayne gretzky and yes. then he crossed it out and it said michael scott <laughs> underneath it so if you look at that when ben lovejoy he said like i'm calling it quits i'm retiring and he wrote michael scott Yes. Underneath it, and then underneath it, it said Ben Lovejoy. Ben Lovejoy. So yeah. I didn't have a problem with Ben Lovejoy. I didn't like him, but I understood he why a, we got him. He fit. A, he fit a role. He fit a fifth, sixth defenseman role. And you know what? What did he get back for us? He got Connor Connor Carrick, and what? Like a pretty high draft pick. I want to say we got like a second rounder. Yeah. So thank you, Ben Lovejoy. Which we then traded to get PK Subban. Thank you, Ben Lovejoy. Whether and you whether your career extends into TV or whatnot, perhaps even the high stakes and super kicks podcast, maybe <clears throat> you're more than welcome. And a goalie, yeah, Cam Ward. Cam Ward had a good streak of I, years. I hated him. No, I know he wasn't oh. the one I was worried about when we played Carolina because we could beat Cam Ward. We could not beat Kevin. 
fucking weeks. The Devils could if not. Every can, time he was can like. can beat him, sign him. He was like the John Wetland <laughs> of closers for the Devils. We were pl- when we played that playoff series. I don't. I want to say it was the first year in Newark, mm-hmm. where Eric Stahl scored to tie the game, and then like nine seconds later, he scored again. All right. And Kevin Weeks was the goalie at the Kevin time Weekies. to fucking destroy us. But he signed a uh, Cam Ward signed one a day. one day deal. Do you actually get a, a pay a, a paycheck, paycheck for a it. day? I doubt. Yeah, you get a one day one dollar. Because, you know, that's got to cut into your costs, you, you know. Do you frame that? I'd, if you gave me a one-day contract with the Devils, I'd be in my man cave. It'd be right next to my Paul McCartney picture. Let's All right. So let's just say you break down his last contract, right? Let's just say he made, you know what, four mil. Break that down per week, per 40-hour week, whatever. Do your little, you know, algebra six, whatever. If it breaks down and you get a paycheck for, like, I don't know, five grand for a day, whatever, Couple, couple hundred, yeah, I would take that too. I'd sign a, I'd sign a one day deal. I'd sign a one day deal with the Devils, the Mets, and the Raiders. <laughs> Just win, baby. That's it. But yeah, I mean, th- this is how slow the Newsweek is. You have, I don't know, well, you have one good goalie retiring. You have a fifth, sixth defenseman retiring, and you have a journeyman backup AHL backup goalie retiring. How and much, we get to report it. How much money do you think Cam Ward's made in his career? Ooh, uh, I can, do, I can do, give you do the you, exact. Do you number. have the number? Okay. So uh-huh. how many how many years did he play? He played in the NHL from two thousand ten years five. So what 14, fourteen years? Fourteen years. Um, how much do you typically start out with? He started, on, his on entry ECL? level contract when he started was six hundred and eighty four thousand dollars for three years. So that's six. That's so he's over. Sorry, so over a million for three years. He probably got a bump to three or four for like he played for fourteen years. I would have to say fifty-four million. Are you really just guessing that, or did you fucking look it up? No, I'm guessing. Yeah, fifty-four million eight hundred uh, eighty-eight thousand five hundred and thirty dollars. I quit. Price is right rules, man. You would have been. You would have won both fucking prizes. <laughs> You know, what? I'm gonna fucking go to lottery shit and get them now. Wow, fifty-four million over 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 a fourteen-year career. Well, again, that's salary. Well, sure, you're not counting out probably your taxes, yeah, your agent fees, whatever. Forty to fifty million. Okay. <laughs> the other question you have to ask is how much of that is left. <laughs> I'm sure smart, he has a lot. Yes, so. Good for him. Yeah, I'm sure if he goes and moves, goes back to Carolina and decides to live in Carolina, there's 50. Let's say he walked away with half of that. He has $27 million. In North Carolina, he'll be okay. Yeah. Anywhere but the tri-state area here for our podcast. Probably a good idea, except for California and Texas. All right, we move on from news to discussional segments. Um, Yeah, you didn't really fill this in, did you? No, because I wanted to kind of go a different route. <clears throat> you say, who do you wish is a giant bust? I kind of misread it, but I kind of didn't misread it. Is this a bust? Yes, it's very impressive. <sighs> do you know what movie that is? No, but I was not. because I was going to hit you up on the reverse. And that's a nice beaver. Thank you. I just mm-hmm. had it stuffed. Oh, see, you did. 
Then you did know the movie. Oh, it's it was the same it? movie. Oh, well. It's the same fucking scene. No. Is it? <laughs> no. Is it really? But it's no. the same movie. Okay. Well, then yes. To answer your initial bust my Mark, balls. Mark it down, ladies yes. and gentlemen. August 29th. <laughs> Rob admitted to seeing a movie we've referenced. Uh, anywho. Right. You want to go with players, okay? I'm going to go with teams. That you want to bust? That, that I think are going to be busts. Or that I want to be busts this year. Okay, so my player, my fifth player I have that I want to be a bust is Sergei Bobrovsky. Going down there, signing all that money, everybody knew it. He bitched and moaned about playing on a really good team in Columbus. I hope he goes to fucking Florida and shits the bed. And I want to see pictures but, of Roberto Luongo with his hands crossed going, see, see what I had to deal with? It's not just me. Like, I'm a good goalie. I have to play in front of this shit team. But didn't Bob Roski also shit talk the Florida Panthers about fans? Yeah, he did. No, no, no. I think that was Panarin. You sure? Yeah. Okay. So what team do you want to see bust I, besides the Rangers, which I know? No, no, no. They're not on the list. Devils and Rangers are not on the list. Why? Because I don't consider this a bust year. Like, if, if both of them end up being really good this year, playoffs are not, next year... Yes, I would put them on a list of, of whatever. Um, honestly, Florida. I do have Florida well, so on the list of teams. Right. Because, just simply put, is probably because of the Bobrovsky thing, I thought they did a really good thing in getting um, uh, Quinville as their coach. That's a, that's a big get for a coach, right? Although, you look at what Toronto's done with, um, what's his face? Um, who's their coach? God damn. Quinville? No, Toronto. Babcock. Babcock. You know, fucking soup to nuts, great coach in, in, at the Red Wings. He goes to Toronto and... Well, right. I mean, he's still doing all right. But. <clears throat> but there was so much hype coming from the Red Wings, he went to Toronto and nowhere near that hype. So maybe the same thing for Quinville? I don't know. But that whole Bovrovsky thing, I don't know. Maybe. My number four is Brad Marchant. I want him to really shit the bed. For, I, ob- for obvious reasons? Or? Yeah, I, I'm just tired of him. I'm tired of the memes of him crying in his glove. I'm tired of him licking people. I'm tired of his cheap shot bullshit. I just want him because I've got a lot of friends in Massachusetts and they all love Brad Marchant and he's fucking, he's wicked good and, you know. <laughs> dude, you'd, you'd love him if he was on your team. But you know what? I wouldn't because I fucking didn't like Clobamil. <laughs> so I want Brad Marchant to to be a bust. I want him to have 12 goals and 15 assists. I think if, if you're, if we're going to push it, I, I think, uh, I guess the last year, then Boston's going to be, Boston's going to drop. It's not, they're not going to be up there. No, just if because he's, if, right. If he falls, mm-hmm. um, team wise, I'll go a little bit North of Florida and I'll go Carolina. Yeah. Why do I want them to bust? They had their shot. They had their chances. All that kind of stuff. Now it's time for the nitty gritty shit. They didn't get the Ahu deal done. They were they had to get forced to do it. The GM shit. It's like it's so shady. Like it's all fun and ha 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 that they were called a bunch of jerks and they did all this stuff after the after the games and all that kind of stuff, which you hated and I enjoyed. That's fun, that's dandy. You would think that they would take the next step. The biggest thing that they did this off season, they were forced to sign Sebastian Ajo and then they put out those 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 road unis. Like yeah. you have to like for the but Devils, they, that we went to the playoffs, and you want to build on that. We didn't, and that, that was like a fault 
Oh, yeah, we took a step back. Yeah, we took a step back. So I, I, I want them to take a step back is because, you know what? Stop being so Ottawa-like where you're just penny-pinching and you're doing all that, you know, to – what did you do? Right. Capitalize on the great thing that you did last year. Nobody picked you to do shit. It's almost, it's almost like Major League mm-hmm. where yes. the owner wanted them to lose right. and did, didn't put money into it, but the team won in spite of yes. Tom dun 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 that they, <laughs> yeah. they won. And now it's Major League Two, and that's not the movie I used as a reference, but it's Major League Two where it's like, all right, we had a great run last year. It's good. We're going to build off that. Willie Mays, Hayes, and Serrano, blah, 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 blah. And they suck. Yes. Because they shine the, the guy who wants marbles. Huevos? <laughs> Huevos? Uh, that's two. That's two movie references. Uh, my number three is William Nylander because he signed that big contract in Toronto and he didn't do too well last year. Mm-hmm. And now I really want him to shit the bed. Just so that Toronto goes, man, we don't have enough money to pay Mitch Marner, and this fucking guy is shit in the bed. We look like we look like idiots, man. Yeah, that's a movie reference, but you're probably not going to get that one either. Mm-hmm. We look like assholes. You say it like that, and I'm thinking spaceballs. No, it's not. Um, I think I honestly only had like four teams because I couldn't think of a fifth, but Toronto is one is, is someone on my list, and it's it's this second to the top. Why? Because of all this Nylander last year, Marner this year, the whole thing with Tavares. Oh yeah. That, that's, that's you, you have three, is it three seasons? There was the Nylander and Tavares thing. One after the same year. It was year. Tavares signed this time last summer. And then Nylander didn't sign until December 1st. So you have three problems in two years in, yeah. In not even two years, in a season and a burp. Yep. You have three huge problems. Huge. Huge. Um, yeah, I want Toronto to bust because why not? Because I'm sick of Toronto fans saying, like, we're, we're going to do it this year. You, you've said that for the last 50 years. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, uh, my number two is Artari Panarin. And it's not because he's a ranger. It's just because the same reason as Bobrovsky, where he just kind of was like, all right, I'm out of here. Well, you know, we're gonna, we have a good team here. If you sign with us in Columbus, we can move forward. We're, we're, we've won a playoff round. We have experience. Our defense are only going to get better with Lorensky and, and Jones. And he was like, no, nah, fuck it. I'm out. I'm, I want it. My wife doesn't like it here in Columbus, which I can't blame her. I want out of here. I want, I want to live by the water. What about the Cuyahoga River runs right? Nope, nope, nope. I'm out. I mean, it's just so a it's, cherry on top. It's almost like if a, he shits the bed, because then I don't have to hear Ranger fans. <laughs> How'd that Panarin deal work out? <laughs> How's that bread? It's almost like a mix of a Parisi and a Kovalchuk for us. Yes. It's wrapped up in a Panarin, where it's like... Panera he, bread. All... <laughs> <laughs> You're all weak, ladies. Try the veal. <laughs> So it's it's you say the right things. You say the right things. It's it's coming out great. And you both just it, it, the whole intention was yep. just I'm out. I'm gonna do whatever it takes for this team to win. 
And by this team, I mean whatever team I'm playing for next year. This team right here, and he flips over his contract. He goes, where did I sign? New York. New York. Wait, wait. Rangers. (laughs) Not Islanders. Because I left them in the lurch. (sighs) What's your last team? My last team is the Islanders. My number one on this list of I want to bust is the Islanders. Because they went hard-ass heavy against Panarin, and Panarin used them like a... And they both used them like a two, used Lou like a two dollar whore, yep. and in the process, lost out on your fucking goalie that took your team, put him on his shoulders, and said, "Let's fucking go to the playoffs." And all you did is you probably gave him. Lou probably said, "You did great last year on a one million on a million dollar deal. I'll give you another one year deal for six hundred grand. Take it or leave it." Like I, I just I want them to fail now because I just. Lou is doing to the Islanders what he did to right. us. And they're, and they're not a good enough team to do that yet. You, you don't have a window to do that yet. You don't have an arena. <laughs> hey, they broke ground. Ooh. Oh, all right. Way to go. <clears throat> so what? Nothing's next? going to get me excited. Like having nine fucking arenas in this area to see a concert in now. You can, you can literally if 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 um, Tom Petty was still around, I could have went to see him at MSG, Prudential, the uh, Morgue, um, Brooklyn, uh, whatever this new thing is with the train path is going to be. And if it's during the summer, you could see him at Jones Beach. You could see him at the at PNC Has- Art Center. At- you could Asbury. drive down to Camden. Nah, he he he. If he's playing on the Wildwood Boardwalk, I go see there. <laughs> see, tons of things around here to do. And my last player is Mitch Marner. Just for the simple uh, fact. I, just, I'm just, I wanted him because he's a good player. Mm-hmm. He's young. But now he's just coming off like a selfish baby. Mm-hmm. I agree. I just want to see him fucking. I want to see him sign this $11 million deal and score nine goals and like put up like 22 assists. Gripping his stick so damn tight every time. thinking I ha- Every goal has to be worth $13 million. Every s- goal has to be worth $13 million. I want to see that fucking crowd turn on him like Quick. Bash at the Beach <laughs> when Hogan joined the NWO. <laughs> the finger poking death. <laughs> uh, and the next segment is All Dave. <laughs> no, I guarantee you've seen at least two of these movies. Okay. So, first team we're going to talk about let's, is... Let's place your bets, folks. Buffalo. Buffalo. Um, and the movie I have is Apollo 13. Okay. You've seen it? Um, no. I'm not, I wasn't a big space guy. I don't care that Tom Hanks was in it. Holy I, shit, I don't man. care. So, the movie, much like the Apollo 13, starts off with great promise, going to the moon, you know, manned mission, and everything seems to be perfect in the build, in, in the beginning. Takeoff is great, just like last season for the Buffalo. They were one of the best teams at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then something blows up. The season blows up. Shit explodes. And this is their last chance to save the rocket. Or it's going to crash on their GM's head and he's going to be gone. I don't see them making the playoffs. I see them finishing anywhere between 10 and 14th in the East. But, like, I just, I think about Buffalo, and I go, what do, What have they done? Maybe bringing in a head coach to change culture? Maybe. We'll Isn't see. their football team horrible, too? Um, they're getting better, slowly. But they turn the tide a little bit, but they'll never be able to live down, 
you know, laces out, <laughs> Dan. Um, nor wide. Nor, yeah, nor wide. Yeah. I yep. just think they, they changed so many of those parts. And the younger guys, the Eichels, the Reinhardts, the, the Rasmus Dahlins, like they can't get comfortable because there's so many just like new parts being brought in. Oh, we got to fix the culture of the team. We've got to bring in veteran leadership. We've got to bring in this. And it's just it's just such a mishmash of misfit toys. Yes, I have seen that one too. <laughs> Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. <laughs> <laughs> How about a water gun that shoots jelly? Wow. Uh, my second team is Vancouver. Favorite Christmas movie of all? No, second favorite of all time. Yeah, Die Hard's the best Christmas movie ever. Um, for Vancouver, I have Harry Potter. <laughs> they have this kid comes in, changes everything for them. Uh, for a team that was going nowhere, Elias Pettison is a real-life magician. You're a wizard, Pettison. Yeah. He can cast this. He cast a whole spell on the league that made watching the Vancouver Canucks interesting. And they weren't. Um, he's, he, they have they have brothers, and there were brothers in Harry Potter. <laughs> I've never seen the Harry Potter. I've seen two oh, of the Harry I Potter I am now movies. one up on you. Yeah. Technically, I guess you're six up on me because there's... <laughs> yeah. Um, he came in. He really jump-started their rebuild quickly, him and Besser. But, like, does he have enough to kind of beat the Voldemort, which I consider to be the Canadian media, <laughs> uh, to push the team into the playoffs? I don't think they're there yet. Well, who else did they get just recently to, 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 to get them over the hump? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, the dude from Edmonton. That was a huge bust. Oh, Lucic. Uh, Lucic, yeah. Yeah. No. He went to Calgary, Lucic. Did he? Yeah. My apologies. See, Vancouver always being the, the stepchild of the Canadian teams. I'll tell you in a minute who Vancouver picked up. Vancouver. But, I mean, they have about $5 million in cap space. They got JT Miller. They got Michael Ferlin. Maybe JT Miller is the one that I'm mixing up. But yeah. Um, Do they have an? I don't know. They still have to sign Brock Besser. Which they haven't done. They have Jack Hughes's brother, Quentin Hughes, who's pretty good. But uh, their is goalie he si- is he signed long term? Yeah, he's he's on his entry oh. level. But their goalie he, is Jacob he, Markstrom. He's still on his. Yeah, entry? he only started last year. At the end of the year, he played what? for Michigan. What's the chances? Yeah, I know. It's not happening. <laughs> They're not going to let him go. But the, I picture Vancouver can finish anywhere. You know, like the Harry Potter, the Harry Potter movies actually have a better supporting cast for Elias Pettersson than the Vancouver Canucks do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm picturing them anywhere between nine and twelve in the West. Then I have the Calgary Flames. Uh, have you seen this movie? No. Nay. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Really? Nah. It's a really good. It's really funny. Um, talk about trying to get over the heartache that the Flames had last year where they were the best team in the West and got smoked Swept. in the first round, uh, basically getting dumped by the ugliest girl in school. So like Sarah Marshall, the team hopefully has a short-term memory loss and can get the motivation to get down to business. You know, maybe they'll go to Hawaii and meet Mila Kunis and move on. 
Um, I'd rather have Mila Kunis than my name on the Stanley Cup, but that's just me. Uh, so what you're saying is you'd like to have Mila Kunis on your cup? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that cup would give me like an inch or two, so that would make me three inches. <laughs> Aye. Uh, I picture Calgary. You really have to see Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's pretty funny. I'll put it on that list. Yeah, it's a long list because right now we are one, four, eight. Uh, Vancouver, uh, Calgary should finish anywhere between first and second in the West. They still have a really, really good team. Now, the Maple Leafs, who Rob really wants to fall on their fucking face. Um, I picked the movie I, Tanya. Tanya Harding. Ah. Okay. Okay, obviously I know the story. Can you give me a half on that? No. Uh, everyone wants to be the champion in Toronto. We all are friends. We're all skating together like Nancy Carrigan and Tanya Harding. And then Tanya Harding, I mean, Mitch Marner comes along <laughs> and kneecaps your salary cap <laughs> and your team chemistry. This team on paper is built to win for the next five years. If Marner isn't just a greedy son of a bitch. Is he great? Yes. Should he get paid? Absolutely. Should he be the highest paid winger in the history of the fucking league? No. Sorry. For three or four years. Right. Uh, with him, they should be a top team in the eighth, barring like a, the team trading everybody to get him under the cap. Without him, the Leafs should be a playoff team. Maybe uh, Kyle Dubas is Tanya Harding because he fucking wrote out those stupid contracts he, for all yeah, these guys. Maybe he, yes. And he uh, kneecapped his team. They should finish anywhere between one and three in the East. That's again if Marner signs with them. So if they do, it's a one. If he if they don't, three. Yeah, they're still a good. I mean, they you sh when your one and two centers are John Tavares and Austin Matthews. Yes. You're. you're I forgot about Austin Matthews. You're still a pretty good team. Uh, my last team we're going to talk about today is the aforementioned Carolina Hurricanes. Mm -hmm. um, I picked the movie Clerks 2. No? Okay, come on, man. You're from Jersey. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I, know. I probably saw Clerks. Obviously, it's a Kevin Smith movie, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you know what? No. I have seen Clerks. Can I repeat shit from it? No. I have seen Clerks. Look, what? I'm just going to turn my mic off and walk away. Okay. Anyway. Listen, I'm not the one jerking off in, in, in the studio here. <laughs> Clerks, I'm not either. Is Louis C.K. <laughs> here? Um, out of nowhere, a movie that went on to build a cult classic like the original Clerks movie. That is The Hurricanes this past season. Yes. Um, now it's Clerks 2. A lot of hype. A lot of excitement for this sequel, but like Clerks 2, it'll fall short because the excitement they created cannot be repeated. Like, people are going to be like, oh, great, they're going to do a storm surge now. Oh, yeah, Sebastian Ajo's good. Oh, man, this, this team. So now what do you think about the Clerks reboot? Maybe that's the Canes. No, that'll be them next season. Okay. Right. Um, same storm surge. Yay. Just like clerks, the same dick and fart jokes. Yay. I don't think they make the playoffs this year. I think they finish between 9 and 12. They might be able, that team, to kind of like scratch and claw their way 
with a late season storm surge. <laughs> but there you go. So of the 11 movies, Rob has seen one. I saw Clerks. I saw Harry Potter. Okay, that's Harry Potter. We're talking Clerks 2. I'm really shocked at Apollo 13. I mean, just just because between Apollo 13 and Sarah Marshall, they are on TV all the time. Right. And I like watching the game show network. <clears throat> what do you answer? You don't know any pop culture because you don't watch anything. We got a hundred mo- We got a hundred voters up on the board. We're going to talk about movies that Rob hasn't seen. Uh, all of them. <laughs> Richard Dawson. Come here, the, you're beautiful. I'm just going to... That man is not <laughs> going to kiss me. No. You want S- Side story? He never worried about getting any diseases. Or sexual harassment, apparently. And he did it when he was on, Pat, when he was on um, Match Game. Match Game. And forwarded it when he started doing... Oh, <laughs> Charles Nelson and Riley. Oh. <laughs> um, that's another show. That's, yes. All right, on the wrestling... <laughs> Uh, apparently, according to some articles, that Vince is looking to take a step back from wrestling. I heard that he was spo- that he was not there for SmackDown last night, although it was one of those she's probably on his flip phone or whatever, and he like just ripped the whole fucking script up, and so he still had his claws. Yeah, in it. I think they said that Bischoff hasn't really started yet; that he's just trying to like. Get the lay of the land because he I mean, you think about it. He really has been away from a major wrestling company. I mean, we're not going to count TNA, but he's been away for what? A solid 15 years. Probably. Yeah. I mean, we're not counting his on air character. No, this is day to day operation. The lot. I don't think I don't even think he was that part of it when he was in TNA. Right. So, So the last time was the last Nitro. And even then, he probably wasn't. He wasn't even there. He's never. He said, if you listen to his podcast, he didn't. He's never even seen the last one. Oh, because he knew it was going down, and he was like, "That's it." He goes, "I didn't. I was at home in Wyoming, and I didn't even watch. I didn't even turn it on." Um, But that Vince is going to take a step back to focus on the XFL, which what starts next year? Yeah, in twenty twenty. And you know what? Just as good as all those Raw and SmackDown scripts were. Or just as good as those XFL team names and logos. I I only saw like one of the teams. They names. are bad. So bad it's good? I, I, it, look, it's a different Vince. It's a different XFL. It's not the, 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 the raunchy comedy Opie and Anthony mm-hmm. pregame show thing. It's It's a publicly traded company who's trying to give second and third rate football players an opportunity to either continue revive restart their careers i don't know i i just don't i just want him to step away i want him to step away and literally take his claws out of the shows you have a smart enough mind i mean look at what triple h does for um nxt okay it's 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 almost like clerks in a cult following, right? NXT was simply supposed to be your development league. You you get this guy, and if there wasn't the internet, they'd be master champs at a certain point. And the next thing you know, boom, they show up on 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 Raw, and you're you're popping for it. Now, 
NXT is like it's your stepchild to SmackDown. Well, a bunch of people have said that they think that NXT, because Triple H is running that show, mm-hmm. is eventually going to beat Raw. I think Xbox said that. Yes, yeah, I that, think I read that too. That, that at least it's, once it's he gonna, said it's gonna they're gonna get better ratings. At least once. At least once. Then. To beat them one of their major shows. Okay, fine. That's cool. It's all their money. And I, but we discussed this last week. If I'm on NXT, what's my motivation? Yes, you no longer have one because now you are on Raw and SmackDown. You have a TV deal. You're in now, and now you're not in front of five thousand people or what or what. And does you. that mean NXT is going to get their own pay per views? Does that mean that NXT is going to be part of WrestleMania paychecks? So like, if I'm on NXT, I'm like, all right, I'm here until you move me to the fucking. You know, I'm Big Jesse Pugliarvi. I want. <laughs> Top six, I want to be in the top two lines and have some power play minutes on a, a team, not the minors. Uh, Tony Schiavone is officially back as he's, an announcer. for. No, uh, I read he's going to be, right now he's talking about being a producer. Backstage, cameras, all that kind of stuff. He doesn't want anything to do with on, on camera or uh, announcer stuff. Well, isn't that JR? Although Jr. is was has a, had a hard on to get Tony Schiavone in there to be another announcer, but Schiavone's point of view is: Look, I'm not here to ruffle feathers. I'm not stepping on toes. I'm not dividing, conquering nothing. I'm gonna do my thing, and that's it. Whether they want to push him up or whatever, that's not gonna be his call. He he doesn't want that. Right. But if he if it's a natural progression to that, I'm assuming he's gonna be open to that. That'd be a good Tony Schiavone and. JR and JR together back in fucking WCW days. I'm t- I am telling you this and everybody's going to laugh at it. This is WCW too. Yep. They're reinventing WCW. They're even, I believe they even have some of the WCW pay-per-view names in the future. How is that possible? If uh, Vince has the rights to everything WCW, unless Dustin road, dusty roads, Came up with that idea, and unless, unless it was an NWA pay per view name, maybe. And I don't think but doesn't he, he own all that shit? I don't think so. I think he just owns the WCW stuff. And then again, I don't know if it's just simply he owns the video and the character names, right? But not the the said names of pay per views and whatnot, because they're already doing war games or all that kind of stuff for like NXT pay per views and stuff. So it's it's weird. So you never know. Look, I would see a Starcade again. I, I, you know. They need to come up with a WrestleMania type show name. Yeah, because even TNA's Slammiversary is a yeah. little weak. Starcade was a little weak. Starcade was their WrestleMania. Yeah, that was a little weak for a name. So they'll figure it out. They have enough brains in there to to, to do it. look. You're you're the spawn of Dusty Rhodes. I, I'm sorry. It's like the spawns of like Ric Flair. You have look at Charlotte. You have his whole career to go. What can I pick out of that and make better? Right. <laughs> you have a lot. Dusty Rhodes' sperm is... I love it. It's great. Uh, other rumors uh, coming rumors. out are that no. Big Cass and Enzo are making their way back to the WWE. No. For NXT. No. Go to fucking TNA. Go to goddamn AEW. Yeah. Didn't they show up at AEW or TNA? No, um, fucking Enzo apparently had a little, had a little ruckus mm. down there in Camden or PNC Art Center with um, 
Joey Janela, and and it got some heat on it because I think they were either both fucking pissed piss off drunk or or whatever. maybe they're pulling a they're trying a Panarin to... where the rumor oh we're going back to WWE and then AEW comes along with more money. Or... So here's the thing: why was Cass fired? I don't recall. We know why Enzo was fired because of that alleged case that got dropped. Right. Yeah, I, I forgot why. Big Cass, who cares? He sucked anyway. Tess Jr. I mean, the guy was tall, great, worked. He looked he, like Test. He Except just had, Test was in better shape. He just had too much titty meat, man. It's just too much on him. Maybe he should hang out with fucking Jinder Mahal. With recovering on his knees? Yeah. Knees. Mm. Oh, Vince. <laughs> Give me the belt. We're going to India. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> sure, boss. Anything you say, boss. Uh, the Street Profits are being held off from having a match until they're totally over with the crowd. I personally Where, like Where'd them. you read that? Uh, one of the rag sheets. Rag sheets, yeah. But I personally like them. I think that they, they have a lot of charisma. I haven't seen them wrestle because I don't really watch NXT, NXT that much to, to go out of my way. But what does it take to be over with the crowd? Like... They come on the screen, the crowd cheers. They la- You hear the crowd it's, laughing. It's almost like a bad question for us, considering what we've been through with regards to the evolution of their company versus what they're, what's out there now. Right. We, we, and and if, we, if you want to use a word to describe, an adjective to describe what we think about the product today, is we probably both think it sucks. I think it's stale. Versus you talk about how it was in the 80s and 90s with the whole Hulk Hogan era, the whole John Cena attitude, Stone Cold Rock era and all that kind of stuff. That Those were good. Those were entertaining. Now it's stale. What is it? I mean, I don't know. Because the crowd probably doesn't know either. Look, the day after a WrestleMania, if your biggest thing is a gay disco dancer's tune of... 15 or 16,000 people doing it for two hours. If that's the biggest pop the crowd had and that didn't care, the crowd thinks that they own who gets pushed and not right. who they cheer for and not. It's a tough question to answer. Pop wise, you have to have a look. I think if you, if you take all three generations together, right, you have to have a look like the eighties, right? You got to have mic skills like the attitude era. And apparently now in, in this day and age, you have to do spots. You have to have a set up a set list that would have been all finishing moves in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your leg but, drop is now a setup for a whatever. Right. But think of it this way as a, I'm thinking strictly as a tag team because they staring with the street profits, having to get over with the crowd. What would be your blueprint? team from the past to get over with the crowd today i've got one in mind you want to talk about heel you want to talk about face doesn't matter just a team yep look at what the road warriors did that's your blueprint that's your look at what demolition look at and and i'll say this look at what hakeem aka big boss man and uh who is his technique partner uh was it the big boss man a one-man gang, I meant. Um, I forget. 
But it, was, but it was like the Twin Towers. It's like th- th- those are what I would do for for like a tag team. See, I my idea of a tag team to get over today would be Edge and Christian. Big spots, funny, but at the same time, they didn't have like a tag team finishing move. They just did their own separate moves as yeah, finishers. It was like a spear into a, a whatever. Right, and the same with the Hardys. Their their tag team finishing move was the twist of fate and then a fucking swanton bomb. Mm. Only the Dudleys had their own finishing move as a tag team. Road Warriors kind of had one too. Right. set them up on the shoulders and a big clothesline off the but top. But I think but... in today's WWE, to get over with the crowd, you have to be funny and have some sort of funny catchphrase that they could put on a shirt. And so, almost like how New Day is, how yeah, they came out. But we're going to talk about the current tag teams that right. they have now. But like it's when they first came out, that was yeah. Oh, it was huge. It was, they, were, they were with the stupid horn on their head yeah. and all that. Awesome. But like for the Street Profits, I think they're over because they're funny. I don't, you know, what? Let, get, let's go get the smoke. Is their kind of catchphrase? If there's smoke, that's all they say. If there's smoke. You know, and and I think, they're referencing to what? Drug or just... Just being lit. <laughs> which is drug-related, okay? But, like, it's it's good. I just... maybe I'll, I mean, tonight I'll go and watch one of their matches to see how they go. But they should be. I mean, I know they're the NXT tag champions. But at this point, in a, and we're going to talk about it now, in a tag division where you probably have more teams that are stale than are over... Why wouldn't you put them in this tag division? Why don't they have a tag team turmoil tournament? Holy shit, that's a lot of teams. That's that's a lot of T's. And like a King of the Ring have Yeah, have a King of the Ring version of a tag team of a tag team Gauntlet, tag team turmoil tournament. I think I just broke your table. Cool. <laughs> like the Dudleys. <laughs> hey Devon. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, the Street Profits are over. They just, this week, put Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode together. Is Do you see a gimmick in it? I know they put them together. I again. see them being together as they, they should almost do, like, an, an Adrian Adonis. We're both hot. We're both superior wrestlers. Like, almost like a Mr., like a perfect team. You can recreate a Rick Rude, which they're... Yeah, he doesn't. he's not doing it anymore. He, he, grew, he grew his beard back. Beard back. So you can do a Rick Rude. Maybe you can do a Mr. Perfect with, with Dolph Ziggler. Maybe. Maybe. But what I like... The reason you bring two guys together like that, just like the reason you put Seth Rollins and fucking Braun Strowman together, as a tag team, they're the tag champions right now, mm-hmm. is to do what? To break them up later. And I think a Dolph Ziggler-Bobby Roode feud would be a really, really good mid-card feud. And that, who would you put over? I, Dolph. Who do I think that the WWE would put over? Dolph Ziggler. For a match, probably, and then squash him the next. But I, I get your... Who gets the pay-per-view win? Roode. No, that's who I want. Yeah, well. but they're going to give Ziggler. 
if I'm writing Ziggler after this tag team breakup, mm-hmm. I make him go on a horrible losing streak. See, this is what sucks about this, right? You have a team, right? That that they're two awesome Talented. heels, Ta- awesome heels too. You can bring that nasty out of crowd and all that kind of stuff. You you can work it and everything else. But what are we talking about after it's done? Right, like we yeah, said like, with Hogan. It's, okay, it's, what's next? It's like, but they're not even they didn't they haven't even basically started. But we're talking about they're, well, they're practice now. <laughs> right, they're going to have a tag title match at Clash of Champions, and they're pro- Clash they're of Champions is another one, and they're going to win. They're going to get the titles. So and then what do you do? And that what you do is you have them go on an awesome streak. Fine. As heels. Fine. And then Dolph Ziggler keeps messing up. Yeah. You, your arrogance, your, your whatever gets and in costs, the And yeah. costs some matches. And then Bobby Roode plays, I don't even know if he'd play the heel in it, but you have him be the heel. Dolph Ziggler continues to lose a bunch of singles matches. Mm. And you repackage him as, not as Dolph Ziggler, but you repackage him like we said. You give him a manager. Mm-hmm. I'd even put, oh man, putting Dolph Ziggler and fucking Rusev together would have been a great one too. Yeah, what the hell's going on with Rusev and Lana? And then they have them fight with over Lana. But Anderson and Gallows are right now, they're over because of being connected to AJ Styles. The Revival are over because of all of these teams that are kind of, middle size like Anderson and Gallows are big guys and AOP are big guys the Revival are the probably next to the Usos the best wrestling team and if you really look at it for what a tag team and everything else is what it's really meant to be there's only three teams in this whole total con- the discussion that we're having three legit like tag teams Usos Profits Ri- Revival maybe AOP but that's it everyone else is a mishmash uh, the Viking Raiders are a tag team. I hear like Viking Raiders, and I really think of um, like a the berserker. No, no, like they're they're. Husk, Where that? Where does that fucking guy go? But like AOP okay. hasn't been around. They've been hurt. Fine. They should. I don't really like AOP because I just think their three minute warning redone mm-hmm. with Rosie and Jamal. Yeah, but like. The AOP should come back and just destroy everyone. Mm-hmm. They're a good tag team. Like And not even not even for titles. They should have them come back, destroy everyone, and then like have Shane be like, We're gonna give you a title shot and then be like, No, we're not done. And have them beat every team, including whoever the tag is, but not for the tag team title. Have them beat every team and then turn around and be like, now that we've beaten everybody, now I want my shot. We've earned our shot. Mm-hmm. Or you have them beat everybody, and then you do some stupid Saudi Arabia show. And then they wrestle The Undertaker and Kane. And beat them. And now they're over. And now they come back that Monday and are like, we want our tag shot. We haven't lost in three months. Okay. Now, teams that I think they're stale, I'm done with the Usos. See, and, and the reason why they're probably stale is because you're putting these three, two to three teams. That's all they have. Yep. Over and over against each other. I don't want to see the Usos wrestle the Revival. I don't want to see the Usos wrestle the New Day anymore. I don't want to see the Usos wrestle 
Anderson and Gallows. Like, give them a feud against somebody, like the Street Profits, and put them over. I'm done with the Viking Raiders, even though they just started. They're stupid. It's a stupid gimmick. Didn't they, and then they come in as a tag team, like a different name, and then they just swapped them. Yeah, like the next week. That, that right there killed it. First, they were the Viking experience. Then they were just the Vikings. Now they're the fucking Viking Raiders. Like, the one thing that Bischoff always talks about is, when I created a show, he goes, I want it based in reality. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, I had my Mortis character, and I had Glacier. He goes, but it wasn't like they were shooting out ice or, or anything. Yeah. He goes, they were just playing a character. He goes, no one's going to... Vikings haven't been around for fucking thousands of years. <laughs> Why true. are we having a Viking character? The Lutra House Party. Lucha, you, Lucha. You're, right. you're making fun of luchadors, in a sense, and lightweights to that effect. And there's so many wrestlers that are just sitting there wrestling dark matches or fucking Sunday night heat matches Sunday night heat. that are not getting used. I agree. A lot of rewrite needs to be done. And if you if you break it down to a point obviously we're never going to see the tag teams like we did in the past so you have to start over from scratch and start as new what you would do or at least in my opinion you take somebody like demolition or road warrior hawk or who whomever who was a big tag team back in the day right right but they did Sign- that with AOP they brought what when AOP debuted Paul Ellering came out with them. I don't know, mean, meaning that you get somebody like Roadware Animal or whoever. Let them, like um, Bischoff and Heyman, being executive producers for the shows of small of Rackdown. Let them be in charge of tags. Somebody be in tag. And look, even if it needs to be, you sit down in a little kumbaya circle and go, listen, this is how tag teams should be. We're, let's work our matches like this to, you know? Like a teaching thing to get these guys so that you see you see Viking Raiders, right? And you go, I don't want to fucking see them. And you see the Usos, ah, fuck them. But then after that match, you go, well, shit. Yeah, like I don't like, mind. The Usos put on good matches. They do. They, they really, really do. There just needs to be the Usos too. There just needs to be, why are you fighting? Like Storytelling needs to be brought back. The, right. And, there needs to be... Why do why don't they like each other? Why are they fighting? Where does it lead to? And then what? If I'm if I'm a writer for WWE, that's my that's my progression. That's my timeline. Why why are these two people fighting? Whether it be tag teams or or individuals. Yep. What's the backstory if there is any? Then we have to create a backstory. So that goes to why are they fighting? What is the fighting going to solve? And then what happens after the fighting? I agree. It's And, and hopefully the fact that, that Heyman now has a strong stronger hold on Raw. You've watched, I would assume, Raw more than SmackDown? Uh, I, I DVR them and then I fast forward through to see if there's anything where I go, oh shit. Has Raw improved knowing that Paul Heyman is sitting at the gorilla's position? Or is it still... There's- there's still the, the the level of predictability, but 
but it's wrestling. Maybe that's just because I'm 40 and I've watched this for right. the last 20 years. And Product-wise, what you see on TV and all that kind of stuff, is it is it entertaining? Is it better? It's better, but like minimally. It's like the difference between Burger King and McDonald's. In the sense so that, I, like, hmm. it's it's it, whatever your preference is. There's parts where McDonald's fries, where this main event storyline, mm-hmm. like the their their main storyline, and it's so predictable that you could see. Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman win the tag titles. Who becomes the number one contender for the Universal Title? Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Now at Clash of Champions, they're going to have a tag match together against Ziggler and Rude. And then their title match. Same night? Same night. Okay. It's different. Really hasn't been done, which they fucking keep throwing down your throat. Where oh, it's never been never, done. This has never been done before. We've never had a champion fight two matches in the same night. And then Chris Jericho's tweeting like, <clears throat> <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it sets up for a great idea. If, but neither of those guys are heels. That's the problem. And you can't turn them heels. Like in, you can. in the next two weeks, you can't. No. Because a heel move would be, there's the tag match, and Braun Strowman goes to tag Seth Rollins after getting beaten up, and Seth Rollins pulls his hand away. Or you do it the other way. You take Strowman, right? Right? Like he's going to go tag him in, right? He, you know... Turns Seth turns around, amps up the crowd, turns back around, and Strowman like high like you know high kicks him, right, and just whatever. destroys him, right, and knocks him like knocks, knocks him the fuck out, and then he turns around and then he looks at the other two, whether he lays and down, pin. yeah, or whether he lays down and says pin me, or the other way, beats the shit out of him and pins them, so they're so they're still champs. Either way, still, right, but th- neither way they're going to do that because both those guys are faces. Yeah. You're going to cheer more for an angry, pissed-off, negative Braun Strowman than you are for a, another face that just got his ass kicked. Right, like, and every- he's the face of the company right now, so they're not going to turn him fucking heel. No. Seth Rollins. Yeah. But that's what you do. Like, that would be the normal thing, to watch these two guys turn on each other, which it's going to happen during that paper, it, that, during that tag match. Where was that kid that they ta- that they teamed with Braun Strowman to get oh, the tag titles back then? Yeah, Where is happened, that kid what today? To that kid? Did that kid retire yet? He's going to be a Zach Gowan in the fucking 10 years from now, where he's like, remember me when I was that little yeah. kid? Now I'm a wrestler. Sure you are. And you're sitting in a clown suit being Doink's illegitimate son. You're, 20- p- you're part of what's-his-name's fucking dance party. What the hell is his name? Yeah, see? There's so many freaking people and characters. Who the hell is that guy? The guy with the big afro, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that's. That. I, I'm just thinking Adam Rose. Because yeah. that was that's the original gimmick. gimmick. I, I don't know. I, I, and I don't know how you, how you break in better tag teams. Because everybody that you... Look, if you and I go into wrestling, what would you rather do? Tag team or singles? See, as a starter, as a young guy, yeah, I'd rather start in a tag team and go Shawn Michaels' route to learn it and, and work then, your way up. No, yeah. and then Marty kicks him, do a Marty Janetti, build my feud that way, where people go, "All right, Shawn Michaels, 
is the talented guy here. Look at the match he's putting on Mm -hmm. and then work my way organically up the lineup Mm -hmm. as opposed to being a Fandango where I start off as a singles wrestler. I flop and then you just tag me with, (laughs) oh, who the fuck can we tag him with? What other semi-homo gay guy can we put him with that people would go, oh, that makes sense. Oh, Tyler Breeze. See, they need guys. You need to have things like that, right? You need to have the Tyler Breezes and the Fandangos. You do. You need and, jobbers. No, not jobbers. To push them up to be, they're your tag team champions. You get to a point where it's like, I've had enough of being your gimmick. This is who we are. And you transform them from a Fandango to a Whatever team. his name is. But, all right, so the B team. That's your. That's what you're saying. I, I see somebody like a Fandango and a Kurt Hawkins and a Anna, whoever, athletically better than fucking Kurt Henning's goddamn son. Right, but you build them up. Like, what you're saying is you build, you take these jobbers, yes, you put them, them together, like a build them up. But that can only last I know. for so long before, oh, now they're just tag team jobbers instead of regular single jobbers. It's a tough world that we live in where we cannot fix fantasy like this. Well, you can't when you have 98 <laughs> fucking wrestlers on Raw and another 39 on SmackDown and they keep crisscrossing. Crisscrossing? They make you want to jump, don't they? Yeah, applesauce. Applesauce. All right, before we start, I want to give a shout-out to my friend Steve. He's real sick in the hospital. He's ah. a 35-year-old guy, and he's, he's really struggling right now. So if you can give your little thoughts and prayers to Steve because he... Uh, he could use him right now. He's a big hockey fan. He is a listener. So I hope he's sitting in his uh, hospital room going, that son of a bitch just told everybody that I'm not doing so good. But, uh, Steve, we're all thinking about you, and best of luck. Hi, right, Sticks and Superkicks Podcast, hsskpod.com. Player FM, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, the interwebs in general. You can go to uh, Twitter and Facebook, hsskpod, follow us, interact with us. Shoot us a line. Say, hi, Steve. Now, if only they can do what they do in college in Iowa, where they can just, like, wave at a window and go, woo, woo. Yeah. But, yes. So, final word. I'll take the final word today. Yeah, you can go for it. Yeah, why not? Your mom's. No, no. That's when the show ends. Hey, Steve. Thank you for listening. Get get well soon. Just make sure you're... Peter's not hanging out. The, I mean, the show impressed the nurse. Whatever you meant. Just uh, yeah. <laughs> She's Irish. She's not impressed. Oh, hello. Good night, folks. Have a good one.